Hey guys, welcome to the Sunflower Foreigner podcast. My name is Joe. I'm your host. If you're interested in travel, exploring cultures, or learning about my journey as a black woman living abroad, this is the perfect place for you. Stay tuned every Wednesday for new advice, stories, and my travel shenanigans. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, what's up? It is Joe. Welcome to the Sunflower Foreigner Podcast. I'm your host and I'm excited that you are here today. We are on episode five already of our journey through China. The things that I have experienced there, what it was like living there as a foreigner, especially as a black foreigner in a country that's super homogenous. Um, and so I'm sharing these things with you because I want you to have a better understanding of not only my travels, but of how we cope and deal with things as foreigners, especially black women, um, traveling throughout these different countries. So I'm excited. I'm also excited because I finally get to share the news. If you're planning on traveling, you want to go to Korea, you want to go to China, I've started my own tour company because I feel like we should have a tour company that's catered towards us, meaning I build friendships and we have fun together. That's the whole premise of the tour. If you want to know more, we're doing Korea tours for 2023. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Korea tour for 2023. There's three dates that are set. If you're interested in coming to Korea with me, or we'll be together for seven days hanging out in Korea. We also have tours coming up in London. We're going to do Italy. We have a few different tours. But for right now, we're focusing on Korea. So if that's something you're interested in, you want to come hang out and travel with me, check out joseworldtours.com. Okay, so let's get started. So today I'm talking about my experience. It's a story time kind of experience, but I want you guys, I want to share this story because I want you guys to see how vastly different things are and how I'm curious to see how you guys would cope with stuff like this. So I was in a hospital in China. Man, oh man, oh my gosh. Let me just get into it. So when I first went to China, I really didn't know what to expect. Like, I know that I say this when I went to Korea, but I had like ideas of Korea because I had watched like K-dramas and stuff. And although there are Chinese dramas, it's really, really um, not as popular like to watch them or things like that. So I didn't really know anything about China at all. I went to China on a whim. Like I went to China just because I felt like I wanted to travel more. Like I didn't know anything about China. So I had no idea like some of the things that I would see there <laughs> or the things that I would experience there. So when I first got to China, like I got like norm, I got sick. I'll just say that. Normally when I go to other countries, like I'll get like a cold or something and it's just the climate's different, you know, things like that. But your girl got super sick and I was thinking, man, all right. But at that time, literally, like, I didn't have time to rest. There was nothing like that. It was just me doing my job and working and stuff like that. So I started working like two days after I got there. Your girl was still jet lagged in class, like, oh, trying to figure things out. And after like a month of being there now in Korea, I had gotten bronchitis from the air quality. Now, there, when I went there, they said, oh, this is what you have. We're going to put you on a breathing machine. And they put me on this like breathing inhaler type thing. Um, and I did that. And then they gave me some medicine and called it a day, like antibiotics that I got from the pharmacy. It was very modern. I'll say that. <laughs> However, when I went to China, I got a full-blown 
lung infection, but I did not know that I had a lung infection. I just thought I was sick. So after like a month and stuff of like having this like horrid cough and like I wasn't getting better, I was like, I need to go to the doctor. But I was super intimidated because I didn't know Mandarin like that. Like I spoke some Mandarin, but you know, the basic stuff to get around and to make sure your kids aren't talking about you when you're in class. Like, you know, those types of phrases, but you don't really know, know like how to navigate a hospital. So thankfully, at the school I was working at, they had people that were working there to help us, you know, hey, but most of the time people who wanted like were helping us didn't really want to. So I felt like, oh man, I feel like this is a burden to them. But this day I was like shameless and I didn't care. So I went to school and I said, hey, I need somebody to come with me. I need to go to the doctor. Like for sure, I need to go to the doctor. And they're like, are you sure? Do you not want to just take a day off to rest? And I was like, no, like I need to go to the doctor. So they said, okay, tomorrow we'll go. Today we can't go, but tomorrow morning, such and such will come with you and take you to the hospital. I said, okay, great. I go to the hospital. The next morning, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Now, keep in mind, I was saying that, oh, I'm ready. I was saying that because I'm a foreigner in a, in a small, relatively small country, um, not country, <laughs> city, in a relatively small city in China where people don't really get to see foreigners every day. So literally, they're like, staring you down and I'm thinking all right oh I don't feel well I don't want people staring at me but I don't care whatever so I went there we walk in to the to the hospital and when you walk in there's like a person like a, a gatekeeper kind of sitting at their front and you have to tell them like hey what's wrong so they could tell you where to go so the person told them hey you know she's she, you know, has some a cough and she has, a, you know, she seems sick. So they sent me to this like exam room. I'm like, all right, cool. When I walk in, there was a doctor that was sitting in the middle of the room. And they were like, like not even joking, like 50 people just in the room around them talking to this doctor. And I walked in and everyone got like super quiet. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so obviously I'm, I'm assuming that it was also embarrassing for the Chinese helper that I had because they're not used to people being like really, um, you know, just staring at them and stuff. So we walk in and I have to tell this doctor in front of the whole, like in front of everyone, what's going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, this is embarrassing. So I walked up, everyone was quiet at this point and they're talking and then they stopped. And I'm like, oh man. So they're asking me, what's wrong? What's going on? And we tell the doctor what's going on in the middle of this room in front of everyone. <laughs> so the doctor, you know, says, oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do this. And so they take me to go get like an x-ray and, you know, they do some other stuff. And then I go back into that room and the doctor has my x-rays <laughs> laid out on the on the table and is trying to explain it to me in English because they want to practice. So he's trying to explain these x-rays to me in English but you have everybody else around you so I had like people around me looking at my x-rays while the doctor's explaining this to me in broken English like <laughs> y'all I tell you like I legit was like oh my gosh like what is happening but at this point I didn't care so he showed he showed me all that stuff and he's like okay you need to go get an IV and I'm thinking oh, oh my gosh okay now normally when you go get an IV you think okay 
you're going to go to a nurse and they're going to, you know, hook you up to an IV and you're going to sit there for a while. Bro, <laughs> when I tell you, I had to walk down and I had to go buy the saline IV bag myself. So in the hospital, there's like a place like kind of like a pharmacy and they took me there and I paid, I think it was probably like 20, $20 American, 20 USD, give them my money. And they give me three saline IV bags that I have to bring to the hospital every day for the next three days. So I bring these bags to the hospital and then they hook me up to the IVs. Like, so I was like, all right, okay, cool, 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 whatever, it's cool. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, I buy these bags, I put them in my backpack. They're like, okay, come back tomorrow. We're going to set you up with an IV. I said, okay, cool. The next day I come back and this time I had to come by myself because the helper, she didn't want to come. So I was like, all right, man, I'm figured out. Now, what I will say is that people in China will, when they know that you're alone, like because I had a Chinese helper, people would just ignore me and look at her and talk to her. But when I'm alone, people will try to speak in broken English to help you. So that was something that I thought was beautiful. I went to the hospital the next day, had my IV with me, my IV bag. And when I went in, because my skin is dark, they couldn't find the vein. This lady poked me, I'm not exaggerating, like 22 times. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like, bro, like bring somebody else in. Like, sis, it's okay. Like, you can't do it. It's cool. And so she finally, like on a 27th time, she got it in. Because what happened was she put it in um, and it started bubbling. Like my skin started bubbling up. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't right. And it hurts. So she took it out and then like did it again. And I had like a scar. So she finally got it in and I sat there and I did that, did that, did that. The next day I came back and uh, she she tried to come and do my IV. And I said, no, mm -mm. I pointed to the, another lady and I said, hey, can you do my IV? And she got offended. Like, mm, girl, no, you were just like stabbing me in my veins. No, we're not doing that. So I finally you know, finished my IVs and I felt much better. Like it was exactly what they said it was and everything worked out the way, the way that they had said it would after the three days of IVs and stuff like that. And I never had to go to the hospital again after that. But my whole point in sharing this story with you was I had to learn to adapt in the moment. Like living in China was one big adaptation after another because in reality for me, I was like, bro, this is so uncomfortable that I cannot wrap my head around it. And I could have just like been like, you know what, whatever, I'll just deal with it at home or I'll just, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do whatever. But I had to literally adapt and change my thinking in order to make this work. So in my head, buying an IV bag seemed ridiculous because I'm like, well, why wouldn't y'all just keep it here? But Hey, that's how they want to do it. Cool. So when you're traveling, think about the fact that like the things that you adapt to really are for your own benefit, right? So for me, adapting to that situation and adapting to what I was experiencing, even though it was super uncomfortable, helped me to learn more about myself. I was like, man, like I didn't know that I could be kind of assertive because for me, when the girl was doing my IV, I'm typically not the person to complain. If someone brings me food from a restaurant and it's wrong, unless it's really wrong, I probably wouldn't have said it, said much. This is me before. Now I'm way outspoken. But 
I wouldn't have said much. I would have just let it slide. So for me, even little things like that, when she was poking me with that IV and I want to be nice and I want to be courteous. But the next day I spoke up and was like, nope, you can't do it no more. I would have never done that before, but it gave me the the courage to do stuff that I wouldn't have normally done because I had to adapt to a different way of living. And when you travel abroad and things like that, it really does show you different parts of yourself that you wouldn't really know. Like, I didn't really know how I was going to feel being the only foreigner in this room full of people that are staring at me. But when you're when you're in a place like that and you have to talk, you become bold. So once I realized, okay, people are going to stare regardless, I walked in there with confidence like, okay, yep, this is how it is. And I would have never done that before. So I was thinking about this story today and I was thinking about how I wanted to share it with you guys because it's really so much more than just, you know, me getting a, a lung infection. There were so many little takeaways, little gems that I took away from this situation. So I hope that this helps uh, to kind of give you perspective more on not just China, but the things you can learn about yourself while traveling. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week on Wednesday for another episode of The Sunflower Foreigner. I'm so grateful that you guys are listening to my podcast. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram. Check out my TikTok. Also, Joe's World Tours if you're interested in traveling to Korea or other places with me. I would love to take you on those journeys. All right, guys, I love you, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I will be back here next week on Wednesday, so make sure you tune in. If you want to contact me or hit me up, make sure you check out my socials, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. All of them are at Joza World. I will see you next week and talk to you soon. Bye.